Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is Alex and uh, this is podcast number 97. Uh, it's the old usual crew here. It's myself, uh, Keza. Hi. Hello. Uh, Chris Tilly. Hola. Uh, Daniel Krupa. Hello, everyone. Tom Butler. Hi. And we've got a new member uh, for this week only, uh, Mr. Jamie Feltham. Sorry, Feltham. That is how you pronounce your surname, isn't it? Jamie Feltham. No. Jamie Feltham. Did you? Anyway, hello, Jamie. Hello. Tell our listeners what you've been doing at IGN for the last five weeks. Ah, well, uh, for the last five weeks I've been writing quite a lot of news and then I've been to see some games as well with Dan and Keza. Um, I've had uh, some kind of one-on-one sessions with developers, been doing writing a lot of features and previews, so yeah, it's been good. So, so you're here on work experience? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah, I see, yep. <laughs> you'll you'll leave it. Oh, this yes. is the fifth week task. No, it's giving it some context, though. You could have been a new employee. I didn't just turn up, bit. yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, have you ever done work experience anywhere before? Uh, no. Because uh, from my experience, work experience, it's a lot of experience, isn't it? Uh, is normally just cups of tea and, uh, you know. I haven't had to do one. Oh, not one. Go. We're all regular. Well, maybe maybe we should have done one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a nice gesture. Tell you what, I'm fucking parched. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting five weeks for a cup of tea, man. Come on. What's the best thing you've done since you've been here? Uh, last week, a freelancer pulled out on something last minute, and uh, it was kind of my time to shine. And I went to go see a game. Was it shine? Be more specific. <laughs> well, I don't know. If I, I don't I, even we, know what you're talking I don't about. Know if I'm under you. embargo yet. What is Evidently it? not, Alex. It was the rugby game. Oh, yeah. No, uh, the no, no, Oh, okay. <laughs> that was my live embargo. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> it out, but no, you can talk about it. It's fine. It's oh, right, yeah. Well, the then I went to see bark. that. I went to see that by myself. And, What's uh, that again? Sorry. It was uh, Jonah Lemu's rugby challenge. There we go. And uh, I had a one-on-one session with not a developer. Jonah Lemu. Yeah. Jonah Lemu. Is it gonna be the FIFA of rugby games? Uh, it looks kind of good. It was easy to play, and I know nothing about rugby. I shouldn't say that, but. Um, uh, yeah, I played it now. for about five minutes, and I, I picked it up, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. loads about rugby now. That's good. So what's the next step for you, Jamie? Uh, is this, your last, this is your last day. It's a sad day. Yeah, it is a sad day. Um, I don't know, I'll go back home. I'd like to uh, rethink my options, think about work. Has it been experience. that bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like that. But Total I mean, career change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, maybe moving into freelancing, stuff like that. Thinking right. about taking it to the next step, not rethinking. I'm going to become a chef. It's been such a terrible time. I'm going to leave. Go. So if people want to follow you on Twitter to find out what you've been up to, it's... Uh, it's Electro, like the Spider-Man villain underscore UK. There you go. So you have about you 10 new followers. Jamie. Yeah. There you go. And uh, well, you haven't been around for a while either, have you, Chris? Where have you been? I've been San Diego, and I, Alex? I went, bastard. I went to Comic-Con for the first time ever. Was it eye-openly good? Yeah, it was. It was something I'd never been that keen to go to before. It just looked like hell to me. And it was very, very hectic. But I loved it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting. It was mental. It was mental. So many people. What was it like compared to Kapow? Obviously, which we did earlier Um, It was quite... It was very similar, but on a much larger scale. And uh, much more, like, crowds packed in. Right. Um, But, yeah, from what I hear, some of the crowds were quite tough at Kapow. Some of the crowds were quite tough at... Comic Con. 
Really? Yeah, there was, there was uh, long queues to get into stuff. But unfortunately, I wasn't getting into a lot of stuff because I was running around doing interviews. So yeah. I only actually saw one panel, which was for a TV show that I'd never heard of. Oh. Um, but it was very good. It's called The River. It's, it's like a cross between panel activity and Lost. Right. I think it could be quite big. It's very frightening. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was, I, I did never even got onto Hall H, the famous place where they have all the big uh, panels going on and discussions. Hall H. Hall H. <laughs> Hall H. Hall H. Wow. Yeah. God, I missed that one. Is that where the stopping was last year? Yeah. The Hall H. Yeah, because people that? apparently get in there in the morning and just spend the whole you know day what? there. You don't know about this? Some nerds stabbed each other with pencils. Yeah, he stabbed the guy in the eye. Oh God! Really? Sorry, yeah, for he in his seat. God, <laughs> it's nerd rage. Wow. wow. The pencil is the weapon of choice for the nerd. I stabbed myself with the sword. I was just about to say, oh, oh, Chris, protractor. That's your second pencil yeah, yeah. joke this week. Really? Yeah. When we were out the other night, uh, my girlfriend said, um, "Oh yeah, I was moving pencils today," and Chris went, "To be or not to be." A lot more hot chicks at, at Comic Con than I was expecting. I thought it was all going to be sweaty blokes like me, but what uh, hot chicks who hadn't actually been drafted into work there? As no, like no, some people, people just scantily clad, you know, d- dressed up like in cosplay, cosplay and stuff. Voluntarily like that. scanty. Yeah. There you go. That was pretty hot. Took a few pictures. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and then almost lost them, but thankfully Stu came to the rescue. And yeah, he recovered them. them. Yeah. He recovered some of them. Ooh. The ones of me with porn stars made it, so that was good. That's good. Well, we can talk more about the party later because we've got some feedback about that, haven't we? We have a little bit, but yeah. um, the highlights seem to be the Spider-Man footage seemed to be go down quite well. Andrew Garfield pretended to be a fan. Did you hear about this? He went up to a microphone to ask a question, yeah. but he was dressed head-to-toe as Spider-Man. And he was in a really bad outfit, and he was pretending to be a really geeky fan and then pulled off his mask and it was him. Ta-da! I didn't hear about that. And then he gave a really awfully earnest speech about how Spider-Man saved his life and a bit wanky. Oh dear. Um, and then Reese fans got arrested. <laughs> the man playing the lizard. Oh dear. Did you hear about this no. either? Yeah, he, he had an altercation with a security guard uh, I think after the panel and um, got arrested. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. There you go. But, what, was, um, what was your personal highlight? Um, apart from our party, which I I will talk about later, um, I was quite excited to meet Superman, uh, yeah. the English actor Henry Cavill, who's been yeah, cast as Superman. Yeah, he's I didn't in. See, you did your research thoroughly. He's in a. Sorry, was that the Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was all there was out there. Um, I might have to the piss out of you. <laughs> he, uh, he plays. He's in this movie Immortals, and I interviewed him, yeah. and I claimed I asked him how being a demigod in his movie helped. Uh, sort of educate him to be Superman and he said he's not a demigod Wikipedia says that <laughs> but yeah he um, it fe- I felt like I was talking to Superman he looked like Superman and he was very charming and nice yeah, big isn't he yeah big huge yeah, I was, you could tell I was looking up yeah see well, he, they're in the middle of shooting that right no they haven't started yet oh really it's, it's been, been pushed, pushed back. back a year so oh I thought I thought saw photos of from set no not yet I asked him when they were going to start and he said soon. I mean, the biggest thing that we seemed to, to publish from the from the um, event was Freddy Krueger being in Mortal Kombat. That, people went nuts for that. I just, you know, it's quite an interesting thing, but like, I think over a million peop- uh, views of that video uh, in like a couple of days. It's like, lots. lots. And then, and then um, from what I picked up, it seemed that TV was bigger than movies this year. Right. Marvel and Disney didn't really have anything there and then TV wise you had Game of Thrones and Walking Dead which the the fans seem to be much more into than uh, the current the, group of movies was the Dark Knight 
uh, teaser, sorry, um, Dark Knight Rises, was that for Comic-Con or was no, that just released? They had no, they had no Dark Knight stuff there right. apart from the animated news, which was, I think, really exciting news. Yeah, yeah. So, so they screened year one, which everyone loved, and yeah. they announced Dark Knight Returns. Right. Tom Hardy was there as well, wasn't he? Yes, but for Lionsgate to talk about Warriors. My favourite bit of news was the uh, Star Wars Xbox. Oh, that, oh, that yeah, was that cool. Was, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Which looks brilliant. Uh, it makes the noises. And it makes it the noises. Yeah. That's going to get tiring after a while, isn't yeah. it? When does it make the noises? When you open the disk drive? And turn it on and when you open the disk drive, yeah. 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 Oh, I saw the Star Wars, um, I saw some of the Star Wars Blu-ray. They took me off to a, a special room to watch the Death Star blowing up in high def. And? and it looked like the Death Star blowing up in high def. It looked really good. Right. But whatever. Have they clarified which versions of the films are on the disc set? Yeah, there's only the uh, the, yeah. the special really? edition ones. Right, right, yeah. right. So, wankers. Oh, well. So, okay, what have you been up to, though, Alex? I hear you've been having some fun as well. Uh, well, I have. Yesterday, I was fortunate enough to go to the Top Gear track uh, for Forza 4 uh, and, well, firstly drive around uh, the track itself uh, by myself. Uh, and then the Stig drove me around the Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Yeah. I don't know which Lamborghini is because I don't really know that much about cars, but it was yellow and it's fast. I've seen the footage of this and it looks absolutely terrifying. Yeah, he's, he's a bit faster than I am. Just That's a bit. It. Yeah. Did, uh, you get, did you get lessons before you went round in the reasonably no. priced car? No. Well, it was so, yeah, we did two laps in the reasonably priced car and it's you. It's completely flat because it's an airfield, obviously. So you cannot see where the next corner is coming. Uh, and so he's like, "Go to the left, go to the left." And next thing you know, there's a you know a, a sharp uh, left-hand turn, and you just can't see it. So it's really hard to kind of drive. Um, so yeah, I did two laps in the reasonably priced car. My lap time was, I think, is I looked at it this morning. It's pretty shit, one fifty-seven or something. Pretty crap. Um, and then we did the same in the Lotus Elise, which was brilliant. That was much, much better because you're hitting 100 miles an hour on the straights, whereas the reasonably priced car is hitting like 50. And then afterwards, uh, did the same thing with the Stig, and that was just insane. Like the G-Force is just incredible. Um, and that will all be going up on the site very shortly, so you can see me make an idiot of myself. Which Stig was it? Is it the new one or the old one? Well, I don't know. There were lots of restrictions. Like you weren't allowed to uh, take photos up close of him or video him up close. Really? The, yeah. sti the stig is more than just a man. He's a, he's, <laughs> right? he's a symbol. Yeah. For so he didn't take off his helmet. He did, uh, but you weren't allowed. No, 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 he didn't no, take it off. no, no. Literally, it's um, <laughs> amazing. Uh, like uh, when it came around to the stig doing his stuff, he walked out of the uh, port cabin, which is where Top Gear's production office is, got in the car, and that's it. And then uh, different people got in. He drove around. Uh, I tried to have a conversation with him. I said hello. He looked at me. He's always helmet turned. And then it turned back. That was it. Brilliant. That's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's quite short, though. Really? Yeah. Don't racing drivers have to be small, though, like jockeys? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. On Formula One cars, quite small, though. Well, they're not particularly big, but I don't think... I don't think Coulthard's yeah, small. Coulthard's Schumacher's big quite tall, isn't he? I think uh, uh, Jensen Button's pretty big as well. I just imagine they were little fellas. <laughs> not, not like, <laughs> they're not like, horses. Like <laughs> Willie Carson or something like that. But they're quite small. They're like Formula Lego. 1 cars, aren't they? They're not, they're not big cars. I've seen one in the Science Museum. Yeah, in the pit. Yeah, it's, it's not Lewis Hamilton like a baby. <laughs> and just <laughs> drop him into the car. <laughs> they wear nappies as well, don't they? Quite like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like head, wearing, so. Did you have to wear a nappy? <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, I'll tell you what, going through the follow through in the uh, <laughs> 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 poor choice of words. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what the straight is called. 
So, uh, Etymology. Anyway, uh, yeah, look out for that on the site because it was absolutely amazing. So uh, let's, after what, 15 minutes in, let's finally move on to this week's news. Uh, and Tom, you've got the first bit. Yeah, but it's uh, more news out of Comic-Con. So uh, Steven Spielberg made a surprise uh, visit to Comic-Con or was he going to be there anyway? He was going to be there, but um, it was his first time there. So it was kind of a big His deal. first time there. And Peter Jackson wasn't going to be there and he turned up as well because they were talking Tintin. But I think all the Tintin news got overshadowed because... Um, he kind of announced Jurassic Park 4. Clever girl. Uh, he says... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says, we have a story. A writer is currently working on a treatment for it and the hope is to see Jurassic Park 4 in the next two or three years, which is very exciting news, if you ask me, and Daniel probably. Uh, I, I love Jurassic Park. What's his involvement there? Uh, don't know. I guess he'll probably executive produce. I doubt he'll direct it. Mm. Um, He's playing a raptor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on a little tangent from that, I met Grant Morrison, the uh, yeah. comic book guy, and we were having a chat about movies, and because he was saying he's helped script Men in Black Three, right? Strangely enough, and he was saying that another project he's got going with that director Barry Sonnenfeld is Dinosaurs versus Aliens. Well, it's not a follow-up to Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> 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 no. But I was thinking that last night actually that this film would have been better with dinosaurs in it. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, well he said he's he's written he's, he said it's really exciting what he's come up with he thinks. And uh I I haven't done this yet but he said if you google it there is some concept art that he's put together online of of like a tyrannosaurus rex breathing fire uh, at a at a flying saucer. Wow. <laughs> That's what we want from Jurassic Park 4, right? Aliens. It's well, Spielberg. It's, it's the, we, want, we want underwater dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> that's what we want. That's, that's, yeah, that's my one, my one thing that we want from Jurassic Park 4. Pliosauruses and uh, other underwater dinosaurs. Don't fire. No, I know. Whatever. Stupid. Maybe just roaring it. I don't know. All right. It must have been weird for Spielberg and Jackson, though, to be there just surrounded by people dressed as characters they've either created or there's a really good photo of the internet where there's a guy say, with his t-shirt says um, if I met Steven Spielberg and shook his hand it would make my day and he stood there shaking hands with Steven Spielberg it's, oh, it's really oh, sweet has he got a semi? <laughs> give me a semi uh, but yeah so that's Jurassic Park 4 <laughs> let us know what you would like to see in Jurassic Park 4 by sending an email to iGen UK if it doesn't have dinosaurs I'm going to film dinosaurs with machine guns and livid. underwater dinosaurs I, I think a T-Rex would struggle to ha- hold a machine gun in its little arms um, to its back. Exactly. See? Then how would it fire? How would it aim? It would lean down. Alan, Alan Grant would be riding him rodeo <laughs> style. <laughs> <laughs> like taking off his hat. Right, I've got the next oh, bit of <laughs> I've got the next bit of news. So yesterday, uh, Nintendo announced that it's cut the price of the 3DS from uh, $249 to $169. That's quite a big uh, price cut. Um, the equivalent is 10,000 yen. I don't know what that was. that in uh, English money? About Anyone? 70 quid these days. Is it? Uh, but unfortunately, no pricing uh, cut for Europe has been announced yet. Have they announced that it's it definitely going to be cut? Yeah, they, ha- they have. Yeah, they oh, sent, they sent us an update. Yeah, they've not told us what it is because Nintendo got into huge trouble for price fixing in the EU a couple of years ago. Oh, they did, okay. didn't they? And since then, they've refused to ever set RRPs or SRPs, which is why when the 3DS came out, we didn't know how much it was going to be. Oh. So, yeah, they've said it's going to be cut by an equivalent amount and that it's up to retailers to sell right. it for the equivalent uh, amount. So, yeah, we're getting the price cut as well. And do we know, have any retailers sort of set the new price yet? I guess no not, retailers have set the new price yet. On, on the day of the price announcement, I saw in the morning paper that test, you can get one from Asda uh, for 169 quid now. Right. Um, but obviously that's without the price cut. That's their own yeah. price cut. I mean, it's always been a bit woolly in the UK because yeah. of this lack of SRP 
like which is suge- suggested retail price sorry so yeah. you know uh, supermarkets were busy cutting undercutting each other as much as possible there yeah. was a great there was a great story actually that game employees of game were told by a company directive to go and buy 3DSs from Asda and then sell them in game that's yeah. quite common though isn't yeah. it we, dis- we discussed that on the podcast yeah, yeah. it was great yeah. Yeah, like even on like because <clears throat> I know some like supermarkets do games really really cheap cheaper than other retailers can mm. go and buy them so they go and buy them from supermarkets and then sell them in their own store yes this is quite big news, though. Um, it's, it's really big news. It's very un-Nintendo, I think. Usually Nintendo were like, everyone will come around and they will buy our thing. Yeah. We just have to wait. Whereas Especially now, this time, they seem to be quite nervous. It's only been, what, like uh, five months or something like that? It's pretty months? unprecedented, isn't yeah. it? They did this, although well, I say that, they did exactly this with the N64 when it came out. I remember because I was nine and I was devastated. Did you buy it for whack? <laughs> yeah, for my birthday. And then about three days later, they announced they were cutting it by £110. Uh, I got a free copy of Lilac Wars. Wow. Remember that? Well, that's yeah. Nintendo has also announced a, a, an ambassador program, which is basically anyone who bought bought one for full whack gets um, some free virtual console games. Twenty uh, free games. Yeah, so stuff like oh, if I want NES games, Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong Junior, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, and then GBA games, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance Three, Mario Kart, blah blah blah. If Minish Cap isn't on there eventually, I know a lot of people who will be mad. So is it yeah. not sold very well, or...? It sold well, but not as well as they wanted. Right. I mean, the thing is, nowadays, when you look at Nintendo consoles, you always expect kind of millions. Yeah. And it sold. It didn't sell anything like as much as they thought it was going to. It still did fine. They mm. still made a lot of money. But they, they posted a loss, didn't they? The they did post a loss, yeah. Like, God knows how long. They put that down to the Wii U R&D costs and all that. Right. Which makes sense. Like, I mean, you yeah. should. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, remember yeah. Sony's losses when the PS3 was coming out for like four years in a row? They were losing yeah. hundreds of millions. And it was all yeah. very uh, distressing. But yeah, I think um, the price cuts are obviously good news for people who've been holding out on a DS, 3DS even. I'm not that worried for people who already bought one either because 20 free games isn't that bad of a deal. Hey, they're really old though. Yeah. True. Old games. But w- true. But will like, the UK really get the really same? Games. Yeah, the UK is getting the ambassador program. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But will it be the same games? There's no. Yeah. Yeah. They've not told us yet whether it's 20 games from the shop or 20 games from a limited selection of 20. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, you will have these games. Yeah. So we're not sure whether they'll give you any choice in the matter or whether you'll just get given 20 specific games. games. It, was, it was virtual console games in the US, though. Yeah, but we don't know whether they're going to give you 10 NES games and you're only allowed those 10 games that they've already said. Or whether you're allowed a list of like 50 and you can pick oh, okay. 10 from them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway... Um, yeah, look out for that soon. Next up, Krupa. Yeah, more Nintendo news. Um, Ganondorf, or Ganon, as he's known to his friends, uh, will not be in the next Zelda game, Skyward Sword. I get confused by that. Why is he Ganon in some things and Ganondorf in others? Keza, you know anything about Zelda. Because <laughs> I'm a huge geek. Yeah, Ganondorf is his... Um, I think I, one, one is his pig form and the other one is his not pig form. So I'm pretty sure Ganondorf is the the Gerudo guy, like the guy yes, with the red and hair. Ganon yeah. Is yeah, the and Ganon the is the big pig yeah. thing. Oh, uh, right, gotcha. Yeah. The porcine variety. Yes. Um, and he's going to be replaced by the, if you've seen the Skyward Sword trailers, it's kind of this pasty face, gaunt wizard David guy. David Bowie look alike. Yeah. <laughs> and he will uh, wield the power of voodoo. Ah, uh, Voodoo. You do? You do. And apparently, this is all coming from a Numa, and perhaps the most interesting thing he says is the reason that Ganon's been left out is because the plot of the game won't be centered on the Triforce. It'd be more about the forging of the Master Sword. Mm. This is cool. Yeah, um, which it will let them shake up the sort of standard pattern that you get in a Zelda game. So in this game, yeah. you'll be going around opening chests, and there'll be shards of the Master Sword. 
rather than Sh- hook shots. <laughs> rather than oh. just really shaking what? it up. There. No, that's not being confirmed. Don't say that. No hook shots. Well, we saw no, it the other day, and you were. Don't worry, Alex. You were distinctly underwhelmed. When I we was. Saw it yeah, day. I hate to say it, but um, yeah, it just felt a little bit. Well, not like Zelda. This isn't unprecedented though, because um, neither Minish Cap nor Four Swords had Ganon in it. Either it had Vati, who is the evil no, Wizard of the Winds. Forty. But they still yeah. felt like um, yeah. Wizard um, of the Winds. Uh, Farty was game. the wizard of the Yeah, wings. but they didn't have Ganon in, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So there we go. So is the Skyward Sword that he uses in... That's the Skyward Sword, but he's building the Master Sword. Well, originally, the, yeah. Originally, a lot of people, when we first saw the concept art, a lot of people sort of speculated that was the Master Sword given, or personified. But, yeah, it, what Anuma said is that he'll spend the game forging the Master Sword. That sounds really boring. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be more exciting than that. <laughs> just a lot of like just blacksmith work. <laughs> Looking for little bits of metal. Using the Wii Remote just yeah, to hammer, hammer things. <laughs> Doing it there. at midnight so you can see the right colour molten. And, um, yeah, that's the news. That is the news. Uh, but th- uh, this is the news. This Biggest the news, news of the week. So excited. Connectimals is being re-released with extra bears. And it's wow. called Connectimals Now with Bears. <laughs> And I'm it's really not excited. Now with bears. It is. It's just it's, no, it's called Connectimals Now with Bears. Is it? Yes, that's the title of the game. Connectimals Now with Bears. Is it a retail game? It's a retail game, and if you are already a Connectimals owner, as I'm sure all of you are, then you can <laughs> you can download the Bear Island expansion pack. But yeah, it's basically Connectimals again, except with bears. But the and when you I say like, bears, you mean actual bears, not actual hairy literal men. Literal bears. Yes, not, not hairy men. Hairy naked men. Hairy Connectimals Now with hairy naked men. Fetch. Rub his belly. <laughs> just, just stroke his ears. Stroke his Get ears. him to skip over rope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brian Blessed doing Dive the voice work. That's where Martin's gone. <laughs> oh, My favourite thing about this news is that it's just the most literal game title I've ever heard, Connectimals Now with Bears. And I think that we should now enforce a rule that all video games have to be named this literally. I had some suggestions from Twitter. Excellent. Um, from Flack Magnet who says, FIFA now with updated rosters and Assassin's Creed now with older Ezio um, Geek Dag Gamer says Fable 4 now with more promises <laughs> which I quite like but Call you could just put bears in yeah, but it should be FIFA now with bears FIFA actually yeah that would be even better yeah just put with bears with everything Call it could just be an yeah. it, it's, uh, it's a revolution this year <laughs> 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 you can rub their bellies and their bears Zelda now with bears yes Cabela's big game hunter now with bears no ah <laughs> oh. Harsh. Um, Is that it on the bear front? <laughs> That's it. I've yeah, got any any more exhausted any more bear suggestions. No. no. What about snakes? Uh, I've got snakes today. <laughs> I mean, You've news about snakes. snakes. No, I haven't got snakes today. Um, Konami's remake of Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, I have to say this right, 3D. I've said it right. Uh, for the 3DS. The 3DS. 3DS. Yep. Yes. Am I saying it right? Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> has been delayed into 2012 in the US and Ooh. Europe. Which is sad. a shame. Sad, sad, sad. Uh, it's still on for a quarter four 2000 release in Japan. And you should not forget that the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, which also contains Snake Eater, will still be here this year. Are you reading from a press release? No, I'm reading my news story. <laughs> That's what I, I just want to make Metal Gear seem like the best series, which it is, so it has to read like a press release. <laughs> So, why is it delayed? Uh, they have not given a reason for oh, that. Damn, Do they ever? I don't know. We need to add more bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We felt this game had a distinct lack of bears. There's alligators in there. There's lots of other things, but there's no it's bears. It's probably a good idea that it's been re- delayed, though, seeing as it was two remakes pretty much on for the same month. So, the other ones are the HD remakes? Yeah. And we, they were priced this week, right? Were they? 
No, that was Resident Evil. Ah, shit. Oh, which are really expensive. Yeah. It's like yeah. 16 quid for Resident Evil 4, which is... And Code Veronica, yeah. Pricey. Yeah. Right, last bit of news from Chris Tilly. Yeah, is it, does anyone here watch Entourage or is it just me? You. Just you. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> skip it. But hopefully some of our listeners do. Yeah, it's the final series started this week and I was distinctly unimpressed with the first episode. Is that the news? Nope. Um, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, who produces it, and it's loosely based on his life and career, um, he said that they're talking about making a movie now that the series is finished. So a um, movie about making an average movie? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but he was saying that because of the success of The Hangover, it's made them think they can do something with it because The Hangover is quite similar to Entourage. Right. In fact, it copies it a little bit, the relationship between the guys and yeah. and that. And he actually announced a title as well. Uh, if they do ever make it, it'll be called... Um, Entourage now with bears. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but he didn't. What, what kind of bears? He didn't really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it really. But if no one, <laughs> no one watches Entourage, there's nothing for us to discuss. Well, is it, what will it do differently uh, from the TV series? Well, he just said that um, that everyone always moans that the episodes are too short and they want to spend more of a journey with these guys. So. Yeah, how many that. seasons have they been? Oh, I think it's up to six, six or uh, seven. I would hardly say that that's, you know, series eight. surely there's enough scope to kind of flesh out the characters over six seasons. Yeah, especially now it's gone shit. Man's an idiot. What's the best movie based on the TV show? On the buses? Starskin Hutch. <laughs> I quite like Mutiny on the buses, so yeah. don't knock it, they go to London Zoo. I wasn't knocking it. Is there a Rising <laughs> Damp movie? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> is that it? That is it for this week's <laughs> news. <it. laughs> We're, we're finished on a on a bang there. Right, so let's, let's, let's move over to what kind of games and movies are out this can week. We, well, actually, can we have another bit of news about Connect uh, Avatar, which I think has pretty much entertained us all morning. Is that news? It is news. It's now. news. It's news for <laughs> we've made it news. It's we're making it news right now by putting it in the news section. There's a video on IGN about the most enthusiastic Connect Avatar gamer. He's called the Lemon Gamer Gaming Lemon. The Gaming Lemon. The Gaming Lemon. And the video is brilliant. He loves Avatar Connect. Just loves it. <laughs> he he just can't get over it. Where can people watch it? They can watch it on IGN.com. Was um, he um is he uh, English? He yes. was English, yeah, yeah which, which yeah. kind of made it funnier, I think. So if anyone knows who the Lemon Gamer is... If you listen gaming to our lemon. podcast, please, the please, Gaming Lemon. Please, if you listen to our podcast, please get in touch. Because we want you to come in and hang out with us. You sound amazing. <laughs> right, now, uh, let's see what the games are out this week. <laughs> so, uh, some of Arcade is still in full swing with Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. That is out, um, uh, well, next week. Yes, indeed. What is that? It's... I've heard it's Metroid with a UFO, so you play a UFO. So very much like big, twisted, vivid, again, visually interesting, which seems to be a summer of arcade theme this year, but big, you know, scary, twisted world that you're exploring in a UFO and you've got a grapple hook and you have to open up different bits and explore. UFO with a grapple hook? Yeah, and a ray gun. Like cowboys and aliens. Sounds a bit weird. (laughs) Grapple hook. Yeah. It's the year of the grapple hook. Um, that's it. just that's like toys yeah, I've, had, I've had a great time with Bastion, and obviously I really loved From Dust as well, even though it was really hard. Did so, you finish um, it? I did eventually finish it, yeah. yeah. Oh, you but beat From Dust? Yeah, it took me about 85 tries on the second last level. I just yeah. could not do it. It was, was so difficult. She was throwing the controller in the TV. When it I was, was so difficult. But it's hard being God. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's well, a God's tough gig. It's multitasking. That was, the, that was the secret power of the fourth totem, was multitasking. Yeah, didn't unlock that one. Uh, what about movies? 
Um, Super 8 is out next week, finally, even though it came out in the States about six weeks ago. I was going to say, that seems like it's been around for ages already. We I saw it a long time ago, didn't we? Yeah. We all liked it. Uh, I didn't like it so much. No. no. I, yeah. It was a bit lukewarm from... Well, I just... Yeah, I saw it in the States and everyone was really enthusiastic in the cinema for it, but I just came out just feeling like it was a bit... Mm, I just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Like... Uh, it's got a cast of uh, young new American actors and they were all fine in it but the girl was brilliant the, yeah, Elf, Dakota, Elf Elf Fanning. Fanning, yeah. yeah she's fantastic she's good but um, I just think it felt too much like they were trying too hard to do a, St- a Spielberg homage and I just didn't care for it in the end right. having seen that and we, we all saw um, Cowboys and Aliens last night I felt like they were two films that would have been better without the aliens Oh, if 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 that if they've been if better that, with dinosaurs. Oh, no, bears. no, just straightforward movies like that. A straightforward movie about the kids trying to make a movie. It was so entertaining, and the same with um, it was a great western, Cowboys and Aliens. And then the aliens showed up, and you were like, I don't really get it. What's the point? Right. Didn't it didn't bring anything to it, and it didn't. They didn't go off in a really cool, exciting new tangent. It was just. There was no escalation in scale either in Cowboys and Aliens, was it? It was just, there was a big battle and then it was the same battle again and then the same battle again at the end. It was... Mm. It went on a bit. Um, and then the other film is Mr. Popper's Penguins, which I still can't quite believe is a real movie. <laughs> it's like you were saying, it's the amazing. year of the fake films. Yeah, I can't believe this year's movies are real. Mr. Popper's Penguins! Mr. Popper's Penguins, real steel. <laughs> it's, it's rocky, but for robots. That just looks like it's not real. And that Jack and Jill film with Adam Sander and Al Pacino. <laughs> oh, Even well, Cowboys yeah. and Aliens sounds like a ridiculous concept, yeah. doesn't it? If, it? if it really is Rocky for Robots, why don't they call it that in the same way it's now with bears? Yeah, it's quite... Say what, it's, uh, say what it does on the tin. Does what it says on the tin? Man. Yeah. Yes? Tin. That. Robot tin. There's also <laughs> Devil's Double out next week. Am I not right in thinking that? Did that make the list? No. Uh, is it out next week? Yeah, I think it is. Why did it not make the list, Daniel? I don't know. It was, not on, it was not on IMDb. I uh, don't check IMDb. I'm going to do my uh, research I'm now. I'm looking at yeah, some reading feedback. Yeah, I saw um, Devil's Devil. Thought it was all right. Quite good. There you go. Right, reader FU. First one is from Joseph Kramer, um, and he says, "Will the IGN UK offices ever be open for tours like the American offices?" be a very short tour well, that's the thing, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> the American offices are huge yeah. and they look awesome and they've got all this cool stuff in there so I can imagine going there Yeah. I, in fact when I was there in San Francisco I was outside having a cigarette and um, smoking's not cool by the way um, <laughs> that uh, some people were like oh are you here for the tour and I was like I'm not quite no I'm, I'm here working, and working. there was a, quite a few people waiting to go on this tour of the really? office yeah um, but no it would be pointless to have a tour of our office you'd be here for f- like 30 seconds but you can uh, do what some of our other um, uh, listeners did and uh, basically just come and stand outside the window where we work and wave. And tweet at us saying, we're yeah. outside, wave back. And yeah. then, then they, they got invited in and yeah. got free t-shirts as go. well. Don't say that. <laughs> 55 New Oxford Street is where we're at. What's the, um, the little road down the side? Um, I don't know. We call it Crack Alley, but I don't think that's the special <laughs> name for it. So. But yeah, you can just stand there and wave or, or tweet us and then we'll wave back. And, and if you're nice, we'll let you up. There is yeah. a road near my house called Shoes Up Hill. Really? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Instructions, that mm. sounds like. Exactly, aim, yeah. You have to aim higher if you're shooting uphill. Yeah. Mm. There's a Goose Muck Lane, I think. It's either in Lincolnshire or Worcestershire. I can't remember. Goose Muck Lane. Mm. Devil's Double is now next week. It's oh, the week after. And balls. Well done, Daniel. Thank yeah. you. Well Thanks for your feedback. Right, this is from Tom Tidders, and he says, I personally think the commentary is a great idea. Is he referring to Jurassic this Park? This is our Jurassic Park commentary, yeah. The proposed Jurassic Park commentary. He thinks it's a great idea, so we'll probably do that. <laughs> and, and he said, on... Um, on the talk of back-to-back watching 
sort of we were talking about TV marathons. movie marathons. He said he watched nine seasons of Smallville in one month. What a fucking waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> did he say that or did you say that? He said that as well, but <laughs> I, I conquer. Yeah, Tiddles, what were you right. doing? Say, yeah, but it majorly loses. Yeah, yeah. I, it I, goes I really stopped, wonky late on. I stopped watching after about four seasons, but it was pretty good. I watched the final scene. Did you watch the final scene where no. he becomes Superman? Was it good? It was good. Michael Rosenbaum was the first person I ever interviewed, the guy who plays Lex Luthor. Was he bald? No. He got real hair? Yeah. Wow. He's young Lex Luthor, that's why. No, he's bald in the show, he's, though. He's yeah, he's in the show. Yeah. He shaves oh. his head for the show. Yeah. He was a very cool dude. What did you interview him for? Small it was for Smallville, yeah. What was that movie he was in? It was a horror movie, and it was like... Urban uh, Legends. Urban Legends, yeah. <laughs> wow, it's like a Final Destination kind of vibe, wasn't yeah. it? Where Robert England that? was in that. They, was made, they made three or four. Really? I think two or three of them were straight to DVD. I might go back and watch that, because I seem to remember enjoying it when it came out. Do a live commentary? <laughs> no. Uh, I got an email from John Martin on the same tip. He says, A couple of summers ago, I, alongside several friends, decided to take on the James Bond marathon. This included all 22 main films in the series, Never Say Never Again and the original Casino Royale. It took two and a half days, but we managed to watch all of them. Uh, but afterwards, we felt like crap. God, two and a half days. God, and that Casino Royale's a bit crap. I never liked that film. Yeah. Oh, I'd be interested to see what order we did them in. Did we do them in the, the right order or...? He doesn't say. I'd imagine say. if you're going to go that far, you may as well do them chronological order. And if I was going to do so that, I'd almost bookended by Casino Royale. Yes, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Is, but where would you put in Never Say Never if you were to do that? Well, I think yeah, it's that's a Sean Connery film, isn't it? It's yeah, it's not canon though. It's it's mid Roger Moore, isn't it? Yeah, I put it in. I put it in years. That's how. Yeah, I put it. Mm. yeah, yeah. Didn't it come out the same year as another James Bond film as well? I think it might have done. Yeah, to pussy maybe. Yeah. Oh no. See if I've not if I've not got my fat right there, everyone's going to have a go at me. Yeah. But um, I yeah, that sounds so. like. A waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what I was saying is any kind of film or games marathon, waste of time. Well, unless they're all good. All right. Speaking of marathons, I've got, uh, I've got Aidan Pentilla. Uh, he's talking Battlestar Galactica. He says, the most I've ever done was a series of the new Battlestar Galactica a day for four days. Uh, there were several hours of sleep between, so it wasn't exactly four days, but it was gruelling and worth it. One wow. season... Every day, over four every day. days. Oh, for I see. Days. Sorry, so four I, I, seasons. I thought you meant he did one season over the course yeah. of four days, which doesn't sound that hard at all. No. Okay. And he slept in between. I, that doesn't count. I, that's not a marathon. Is it? A see, some tea. people, some people run really far for a marathon. That's not anything like as grueling as spending four days watching yeah, the same television yeah. series. <laughs> most most <laughs> marathons run by the side of the road. Have a rest in between. Do they? That's so. what I do when I'm watching TV. Make a camp at the end of the day. I started watching those Battle Stars and. They were really good, but I just lost momentum. Those two characters really. Everyone here watched it. No, no Matt no. was going to lend it to me. Matt, in fact, Matt did lend it to me, and it sat on my um, shelf for a month. And well, I'm sure our listeners will have a go about this. But the, the the blonde porn star woman and the English professor, and she's always kind of. Um, that sounds great already. <laughs> oh, it's just really annoying. He's he's really annoying, and I found her really annoying. And apparently, right. it gets better. But okay, another marathon. From Joe Ibsen, who used to live in Austin, but now lives in Zurich in Switzerland. So that's, that's a pin. Oh, that's shit. A that's thing. a oh. pin. He's actually got several places that he's lived, but do we count where he's living now or do we count all yeah, the places? Where, where he's writing from, yeah. yeah. Okay, where he's writing from Zurich. Oh, I have a map thing as well. I have Seattle on mine. Ah. We're putting your pin in, Joe Ibsen. Anyway, he says, <laughs> he says the original Alamo Drafthouse in 
Austin, Texas, has hosted some crazy marathons. He participated in the Hobbit Feast, which was the extended editions of all the Lord of the Rings movies for 10 hours, served with 11 courses of food, which actually sounds pretty good. 11 wow. courses of food? Yeah. He wow. says they still host them now fairly regularly, but they only do eight courses. Oh, so okay. the glory days That's are gone. Um, and he also participated in the Hot Fuzzival which was 12 hours of buddy cop movies selected by mm-hmm. Edgar Wright and finishing with the US debut of Hot Fuzz with a Q&A by Nick Frost, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. That sounds end. wicked. That's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, house, Chris. yeah that's, what, that's where our Fantastic Fest happens. Ah, great. And I just got my confirmation yesterday that I'm invited back. Um, I've, I did the Hot Festival in London with um, Edgar and for Hot Fuzz they did a, um, a live commentary. Had the whole cast there. It was really good. Paddy Considine did the whole commentary as if he was Steve Coogan. Wow. He's a really good mimic, it turns out. But if Wouldn't you were be there to watch the film, and yeah. they just spoke <laughs> over it constantly, that'd be really fucking Everyone's seen the film. Everyone's oh, seen well, the that's film. all right. Yeah. Okay, fine. So, right. It wasn't well, like if, a UK if they premiere. hadn't, then they shouldn't have come. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, um, well, when I go back to Austin, I'll get a list of some of their best marathons, because they do do some incredible events there. Joe Ibsen sounds like he has a really interesting life. <laughs> he has li- he's, he's listened to our podcast in a hotel in Ust Kamenogorsk in Kazakhstan whilst adopting his son. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> he's been he's listened to us in Sydney from Stewart Island in New Zealand which is the most southern point in the world that's not Antarctica um, and from Mountain View in California and from Austin and now from Zurich in Switzerland so he's an American I presume who lives in Zurich with his Kazakhstan adopted, adopted child. child you sound wow. really interesting Joe you do write your screenplay about your life okay. <laughs> uh, I've got an email from John doesn't give him much away, does he? Anyway, John says, Greetings all, I'm a listener from New York. Stick that in the map. Uh, enjoy your podcast very much. Uh, I think this is a rare moment where the... Ca- oh, sorry, can I just say that this is about Captain Planet? Uh, he doesn't actually say this, but this is about Captain Planet, who we spoke about last week, and his idea for casting. Uh, the character should be all CGI, sort of like how Dr. Manhattan was in Watchmen, with just... Little bit less willy. Um, uh, he thinks Tom Cruise should uh, be the voice. Uh, sorry, Tom, you've highlighted some funny phrases here. I'm just trying to work out what's going to. Tom Cruise should be the voice because somewhere uh, apparently he should have been the Captain Planet in the original cartoon series, but pulled out at the last minute. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I believe that wasn't it the character supposed to look like him as well. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I yeah. oh, said so my suggestion for Tom Cruise for the movie last week wasn't so far off the mark. Yeah. The money. Uh, as for another cartoon, like to get see, like to see get the live action treatment. Brave Star. Don't remember Brave Star. No. No. Blank faces all around. It was a western in space, wasn't it? Something like that. It's, that sounds great. Well, it's Brave Star, but with double R. So maybe it's a pirate. <laughs> Brave star. Brave star. Yeah, and then I've got another email from Rob Hadley. He said, I must admit, never heard of Captain Planet before last week's podcast, but after seeing pictures, there are two people who I think would be perfect for the role. First up, Jason Statham. <laughs> just pick some pictures. Um, he says, with him as the lead, the film's age rating would, would at least double and can only imagine an 18 rated Captain Planet. Captain Planet's about love and togetherness, though. Isn't oh, it? All the things that Jason in the face. about. Yeah. that pollution. Yeah. In the balls. <laughs> uh, and then second, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. What? Actually, I don't even care why you've s- said Shia LaBeouf. I hate him so much. I'm not even going to read that. So thanks, Rob. Thanks for your shit suggestions. I've got more suggestions for who should play Captain Planet. Uh, this is my favourite uh, bit of p- listener feedback ever. This is from Julia Ray. 
she says it's Julia from Raleigh North Carolina I think Dolph Lundgren should play Captain Planet and sing the theme song I also think Tom is very cute love the show so oh. look at that hi Julia has she seen your stupid <gasps> hair lately though yeah someone, do you know someone I think listened to the podcast last week followed me on Twitter and just went oh you do look like Alan Davies that's all he said to me and I was just like brilliant well done <laughs> <laughs> and I followed you after they yeah. said <laughs> more of that please listeners no thanks uh, Michael Ferguson wrote in to say that David Hasselhoff should play Captain Planet come on that would be great yeah so I think that's a great suggestion and someone else wrote in uh, James Robinson to say I don't bl- can't believe no one mentioned Ulysses when we're talking about retro oh, cartoons yeah, yeah, yeah. Ulysses yeah. Yeah. Great, yeah. yeah that was also very very good um and yeah just on a quick side note last week we, we talked about James Steele's gaming rigs gaming rig and yes. it was, they had the amazing the collection, yeah. Yeah. collection yeah. Uh, we had a long email from a guy called Adrian Brown who thinks his um, collection matches up so I'll post this on the podcast link but thanks for emailing Adrian your collection is very very nerdy so uh, thanks for that can I see it yeah of course yeah what was that is that me is it me yeah. Um, I don't know if I should read this out. I think you should. Okay. This is from Owen Mason. Um, it says, Hello, IGN UK podcast team. My name is Owen Mason, and while my sister and I were lucky enough to be at Comic-Con, we were doubly lucky that through IGN's wonderful generosity, we won wristbands to IGN Saints Row 3 party at the Hard Rock Woo-hoo. Hotel. Uh, the obvious highlight was bumping into the devastatingly handsome Chris Tilly. Oh, that's been a different one. <laughs> uh, they sent a picture and they met Jessica as well and did a picture with her. And um, uh, along with a few non-IGN celebrities such as Hulk Hogan, Sasha Gray, Dominic Monaghan and Peter Dinklage. Wow. So yeah, was that Peter was, Dinklage there? Peter Dinklage was there. I, unfortunately, I was stuck on the red carpet doing the interview, so I missed the first half of the party when he was inside. But what I'm told is that he went for a wee and all the IGN editors were in there having a wee as well. And they all wanted to talk to him and they were all chatting to him and eventually he said, guys, I just want to get out of the toilet. Can you leave me alone? Wow. So... You know who he is, Alex? No. <laughs> He's the dwarf from um, Game of Thrones. Really? I haven't seen Game of Thrones. He was in Bruges. He was in, in Bruges. Oh, right, okay. Yes, I've seen in Bruges. Yeah. He's yes. the dwarf in that right. as well, yeah. And in Elf. And the stage. He's pretty awesome. Costed in the toilets by IGN editors. And he's just been nominated for an Emmy for that um, performance. <laughs> Not the one in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> it was majestic. He's brilliant in A Game of Thrones. He is. Absolutely, he's absolutely brilliant. Wonderful. But yeah, we had some great celebs come down to the party. Um, Sam Worthington came down. He's got funny hair now, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> funny hair. Him. Uh, Ray Wise, who played um, Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks. I can't believe it. So for any him. Twin Peaks geeks, that was a big deal. You met Leland Palmer. He hasn't really aged. He hasn't aged at all. He's really cool. He's I really think cool. he's looked like that since he was about 15. He's very dapper. Uh, as, as Owen says, Hulk Hogan was there and I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to get starstruck but I really did when I met him. Really? Yeah, he was really funny and really nice. Is he really tall? Yeah, he's, he's huge. Is he? He's huge. That'd he corrected be... me on my handshake. Uh, but my handshake, I, I guess I'd only got off, I couldn't get into the middle of his hand, it was so big. <laughs> I was just like shaking his fingers. I shook his fingers and he goes, come on, get in the palm. <laughs> get in the palm. <laughs> That's how he talks. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, and a bunch of porn stars came down as well. And what did you get the porn stars to do? 
Just talk. Just talk. There's obviously a picture of you. I, t- I, I didn't get her to do that. What? I didn't get her to do that. She wow. took a, I did a picture with her, like just with my arm around her. She goes, we, we can do better than this. And then she went down on me, basically, <laughs> in the middle of the bar and was just like. <laughs> and yeah, wow. that picture hasn't made it onto Facebook. Obviously, fake going down on you. She didn't actually. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't actually. In the middle of the bar. I'm not entirely comfortable with this, having the picture taken. Oh, so Stan Lee came to our party? Wow. No way. I just saw the pictures that I did a little special signing for IGM fans. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow, yeah. that sounds like an amazing party. Yeah, it was really impressive. Although they were sli- they were in like a roped off VIP area, and I got kicked out of there at the beginning, which was a oh, bit. The, the editor's not allowed in the VIP area. Well, some were, but not me. Chris Carl, Eric Moreau were, but then I broke in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stan Lee's people got me in. So good up, good up. Big <laughs> <laughs> up to Stan Lee's people. Good up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you hang out with at the party then, Chris? Um. I talked to a couple of the porn girls for a bit. Talked to Ray Wise for a oh. bit, and then I, I spent most even talking to some people that worked for um, Stan Lee. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can you get us into that roped off area, <laughs> like no, literally for two hours? That's totally yeah. Who got me in? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I'm glad Owen liked it. It was really nice to meet you and your sister. And yeah, he mentions that he's hopefully going to come to Kapow next year if that happens. So they they were from England, but they went all the way to uh, for Comic Con. Yeah. Wow. I met a lot of Brits out there. A lot of people do the pilgrimage, I think. Yeah, wow. evidently the whole uh, premise of Paul with Simon Pegg was not <laughs> no. that, uh, that far-fetched after all. Yeah. <laughs> Although that was a bit disappointing. I went to the IGN meet and greet and no one recognised me or spoke to me. Oh, There was a big queue to meet Jessica and Naomi and Greg Miller. And I was just kind An of... actual queue of people to meet them? Uh, they were doing... Um, Jess was doing signings. Right. And I think Naomi might have been as well of... Um, Photos. Okay. And Naomi might have been as well. And I was just loitering at the bar, just. Someone talk to me. <laughs> you should have had a teacher said, I'm fucking Chris Tilly. Who are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking Chris Tilly. I'm making love to myself. Is that it for listener feedback? Yeah, well, uh, maybe there's an opportunity. I think that's the end of this feedback, but maybe there's an opportunity that Owain and his sister might be able to meet us in the near future. Uh, he says, keep up the good work on the podcast. Can't wait to hear what's in store for episode 100. Ooh. Well, oh, it's funny you should that. say that. So uh, we have a few more details. At the moment, uh, it's definitely going to happen on August the 23rd. That is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night, and it'll be from around 6.30 till yep. around 11 o'clock yep. at night. Central London location. We were hoping to announce where it's going to be, but kind of, well, it'll be near IGN's offices. Not in IGN's offices, because that'd be boring. It's far more exciting than that. Um, But we'll have more details next week. Uh, And basically, we'll keep drip-feeding stuff. Um, I I guess we can say it's going to be an invite-only thing, so we're going to have to ask you to um, get in touch with us if you want to come and uh, if you can come, but... Don't start emailing us now because we'll tell you when, as yeah, and when. We're I'm ready. guessing it'll be the first 100 people. Well, the first 100 people through the door will probably get a special. Yeah. G- no, I, I no. don't know if that's how we can do it. Okay. No, yeah, it has to be an invite only. It won't be people queuing up and then we'll only 100 people in. It has to be invite only. Um, but 100 people, first 100 people through the door will probably get a special gift or something. Yeah. On the night, uh, yeah. but but hopefully we'll have more than 100 people there. So as soon as we have more details, we will well, not only talk about it on this podcast, but we'll also uh, pop it up on the site and on Facebook and on Twitter. So just keep August the 23rd free if you want to come along and it will be amazing.
won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looking very excited. It's going to be amazing. We went to have a look at the venue the other night and I, the other afternoon, and I got very, very excited. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a legendary night, it's like venue. nervous as well. Very, very nervous about it, being there and doing something. It is a legendary something. venue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and very fitting. And, oh... It's tenuous. Um, I'm only talking about the podcast palace. Yeah, Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people are famous for people who played the podcast palace. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, more details on that coming very shortly. And uh, well, I think that's it for this week's podcast. And uh, thank you to all of my fellow IGN chums. Thank you, Jamie, for being such a wonderful work experience chap. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Uh, we won't do it again. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, if you like what you hear, please give us a good rating on iTunes, and we will see you same time next week. Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>